Well, hello everybody. Good morning. It's good to share with you all um, as we move into a new year, um, 2021. Where will it take us? As we look back, nobody expected 2020 to be the way it was, but it was challenging in many ways and our lifestyles were changed and we were really um, put on the spot, whether we were free or locked down or whatever. But here we are, we're in a new year now, and looking forward to a new year. What has God got in store for us? Well, uh, I'm thinking about this, I was just praying about it, and I felt God saying to me that um, there's going to be new horizons. And I think that's a very important thing to think about, because a horizon is the limits of what one wants to do, or what one is interested in. You know, horizon is, is a, a line in, in the distance, and you can see the sky meeting the land. And it's an amazing <clears throat> situation when you look there. But if you move further on, there's, there's a new horizon. Wherever you go, there are many new horizons, because wherever we go, uh, we are caught up with new situations. And I remember when Alan and I went, went to Cape Town for the first time when our son Alan and family were there. He was in a, uh, an Anglican church there. We had never been um, at all to Cape Town. And to go there and to see the, the, the colour, the wonder of Africa, um, to look out, um, out to the sea and see the island where... Um, where, where you know there there was there was the person there that was Nelson Mandela was there and to see history there that was a new horizon for us and I think God is calling us to see new things this year and the verses that um, I was reading um, were from Philippians three verses uh, fourteen to sixteen I'm going to read it from the J B Phillips translation I really like that particular translation it says this my brothers I do not consider myself to have arrived spiritually nor do I consider myself already perfect but I keep going on grasping ever more firmly that purpose for which Christ grasped me my brothers I do not consider myself to have fully grasped it even now but I do concentrate on this I leave the past behind and with hands outstretched to whatever lies ahead, I go straight for the goal, my reward, the honour of being called by God in Christ. And that's an amazing idea of these new horizons. God is calling us to go beyond where we have been before. Now, many of you know, maybe that you know, I, I am, I, I'm a Star Trek um, person going where no man has gone before. I love these science fiction films and their, their escapism, but um, there are things there they went where they had never been before. And in the spiritual realm, I do believe all of us are going to be taken into new realms to go where we have never been before. And I feel the Lord was sharing with me three things that I think I want to share with you for this new year. And the first one is trust. It's not rocket science I'm going to share, but it's basics that I feel God is saying in the circumstances we are going to face today, we have a real challenge. We need to trust the Lord. And, you know, trust is a, is a very, very important situation um, to be involved in. And I was thinking of the Bible and thinking of, of Joseph. 
uh, in the Old Testament in, in the book of Genesis where Joseph was a wee bit, a bit cocky at times and he was he he didn't do things maybe quite right. He got he got the family up his back and, and all that kind of thing and, and he was not really very popular and they sold him and he eventually ended up in Egypt and um, it, it must have been a, a, an amazing experience from coming from such a godly background to be involved there. But, but here was this young man uh, and he went through hardship, he went through betrayal, uh, desertion by his family and sexual temptation, imprisonment. He didn't ask the question why. He asked the question, what shall I do now? <coughs> Excuse me. And you know, that is how we should be with God. We need to trust him. We need to be involved with him. When we are involved in a, in a setback, whether it be in business or in health or in family or finance, you know, we need to ask this question, Lord, what shall I do now? Because with Joseph, God always was with Joseph. And here we are with the family of God. Never forget this fact in this new year. God is with us in every circumstance. There is nothing like the presence of God to shed light on a dark situation and to trust God in, in a variety of ways. And looking back on our own experience, um, I can think back on many situations where we needed to trust God. And I think in the earlier days when we were a bit younger, we we had many lessons to learn. We were a bit like Joseph, a bit naive. And we went where we had never been before. And I remember we moved into full-time church work at the age of 30. And that was last century, long time ago. But we still remember it. We bought an old minibus. And we had a mission. We were taking a team of about 30 to Naples in Italy. And we found there that we had to get there. We had never been abroad before. We had never crossed the channel. We had never driven on, on the, the right-hand side of the road. We had to go 2,500 miles from Glasgow to Naples. And looking back at it now, it puts a shiver up my back. How on earth did we do that? Quite simply... We had this real awareness that God was with us. He was calling us to press on towards the prize of the high calling of God. And we, we, we drove there. We did the two and a half thousand miles there and back. And God was with us all the way. We had a wonderful time in Naples sharing the gospel with a, a variety of different situations there. And God got us back. And, you know, that's something I've always remembered. Our first encounter, our first challenge to go where we had never been before and I feel God is calling us this new year to trust in him and it's a very important lesson we need to remember whatever happens in 2021 God is with us. Now Anna's going to share a little bit about this particular whole area of, of trust. And that um, story that Bob was telling you there that goes back a long long time and at that particular time, we were um, just getting on with our lives. We had three young little lads. We had a mortgage. Bob had a good job. We were involved in the church. We led the, the youth work. We had a, a big youth work going. And so life was good. And then we felt God challenging us to go beyond where we were. And so Bob says, I feel... God is calling us into full-time church work. And I thought, mm -mm, no, no, because the 
the group of churches that we were involved in had full-time workers, but they didn't pay them. So I thought, how on earth could we cope? Three young boys, a mortgage, and the car that we had was a company car. So we would have no car either if he gave up his job. So I really struggled with that one. I battled, I battled Bob, I battled everybody that would talk about it. I battled God. I really struggled and I was on my knees for weeks and weeks. I thought, I can't do this. I can't do this. Can't do it, God. And then one day in my quiet time, God just came and spoke to me. Now, this was before we were even into knowing that the Holy Spirit could speak to you like this. One day in my quiet time, I was praying, God, I really can't do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it was as if God came and he just turned something in my head. Something clicked. I felt it. Something clicked. And I heard these, I just, in my spirit, I just had this, and the verse is so well known, so well known from Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. In fact, Mark has used them in the mornings not that long ago um, in, in similar ways. He was speaking in these verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now, these are verses that most people know. They're well-known verses and I knew them. I'd read them so many times. But all of a sudden, these verses just came alive for me and something clicked and it became... Right in here, I thought, God, I can do this. I can do this. And he just enlightened it all to me. But, you know, over the years, we as a couple have had to go back to those verses so many times when things got a bit sticky, a bit difficult. When you go through life, you face life, don't you? We all have to face life. And we all have things that, we're on the mountaintop one time and then we're down in the valley, we're in between. We have to do some things that we don't like. There are some things that we do like, but we have to face them. And so we've um, gone back to these verses. Now, maybe you will have a testimony somewhere down the line in your life that you can look back on that has followed you through your life. This is one of these times, one of these testimonies that has come through our life, through my life all through it, that as we face things, I've had to go back to these verses and God has renewed that. That's his promise, his promise to me, his promise to us, that trust in him and he will guide us, he will direct us. Our ways are not his ways, his ways are not, he knows best and he will take us through whatever the circumstances. Now, what is it like to trust? Trust is a hard thing, isn't it? Because we rather would like to be able to trust ourselves. I know I'm a bit like that. I'm very independent in lots of areas and I like to trust myself with things. But I know there are times when I have to say, God, I can't do this. I need to trust you with whatever is going on because I don't have an answer for it. And I thought, how, how do we do it? How do we do it? We need to know who we are. We need to know who we are in God. We need to know that. Know who we are. Know we're his children. Know we're his, his son or daughter. And we trust him. We watched a little baby yesterday. We were out at 
um, at the shops and there was a mum with this tiny little baby and she had it in one of those carry things round her shoulders and the baby was face on and she was walking happily along and that little baby upright in this thing head nodding away sound asleep and I said to Bob have a look at that look at that picture that trust that baby had he was with his mum he was safe he was secure that's what we need no matter what was going on around about he was unaware of it we need to have that trust in God that no matter what, we're so into him that it doesn't matter what is going on around because we know he'll take care of it. And, you know, it tells us in Psalm 139, I nearly said 39, it's 139, um, from verse 14, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow. You could stop there and just go, wow, God has known us all our lives before, before we were born. God has known us. He ordained everything for us. We are wonderfully and fearfully made. Folks, we're unique. God loves each one of us uniquely. He knows how to get to us. He knows how to speak to us. He knows what makes us tick. He knows how we can hear him because we always hear, we all hear differently. Some hear through scripture more than hearing through the spirit or through, through words. I hear through words or pictures, uh, but, but we all hear differently as long as we hear. That's the main thing. We all can hear God because he loves us so uniquely. He'll do it that fits us. He fits us for that and do you know do you know how I know that um, there's, there's another verse that I love I'm just giving you verses that I love here to pull it together um, because God made us we're wonderfully and fearfully made and when you're uniquely made we can trust him because of who he is we know who we are in him but because of who he is and this is what it says in Zephaniah 3.17. Again, well-known verses. But it's who and what we are in God. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Folks, he's the singing God. He's singing over each one of us. Mm -hmm. And I would love to say, God, I want to hear the song you're singing over my life right now. What are you singing over each one of us? Because it'll all be different. He's singing over each one of us. And you know, those, those um, words, he'll take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Is actually, he's dancing around you because of who you are. 
He's dancing around because he loves you so, so much. He looks at you, you're his workmanship. You're unique, you're perfect in Jesus. And that's what he sees. And you know, it's it's getting to, to that stage, isn't it? When you begin to um, accept that. And then there are verses, there's a verse in Acts that... Um, that says, in him we live and move and have our being. Folks, that is who we are. That's that singing God that made us unique. We are in Jesus. We're covered. Everything that Jesus died for on the cross is covering us. In him we live and move and have our being. He's our constant. God is our constant, particularly in the year that's passed and what we're going through at the moment. He's our constant in this time and it's in him we go. That's where the trust comes, in him. Folks, we need to start believing what God has spoken over our lives right now. Mm -hmm. What is God saying to you? What is he speaking over your life? Start believing it. Know who you are in him amen to that whatever circumstance you are in trust god and that's one of the big lessons i feel god is calling us to do uh, in this new year the second thing i want to mention uh, today is this um it's all about confidence i think god is calling us to be people of confidence um Putting it another way, don't underestimate God, what God can do in you and through you. Don't underestimate what God can do in you and through you. Because there are some great verses um, in, in the Bible there in Philippians 4.13. It says there, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And to me, that's an important area this year is confidence. Um, realizing that we are here for such a time as this. This is a key, important time, and he's calling us to have confidence in who we are. I need to share that. We are, we are children of God. We are, we are new creations, and we are being challenged to do that. And so that's what we would like to encourage you over these next few months. The great example of this, of course, is Moses. Because at the beginning, Moses, of course, he was he was born and he was put into the river and he went, ended up in the palace and he became the prince of Egypt in a sense. And then he he left all that and went away. And then God called him to 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 see to deliver the children of Israel. And there's an amazing part of his life when he was not too confident because you know I can't speak, God, I can't speak. And I love that verse. When God says to him, Moses, who made mouths? Who made mouths? A very simple thing. Otherwise, I can do anything in you because I made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and you know, that's the wonderful thing about this. And, and Moses, in a sense, uh, he had the confidence then to go and to face the, the Pharaoh and to see the whole of that particular nation delivered from bondage. And he had that confidence, that supernatural confidence that God can do 
anything because he has gifted us to do many, many things. And that's a, a very, very important area of life as we move forward that, that we must never underestimate what God can do in us and, and through us. And in thinking of this, uh, we can look back and, and we've known many people who have had such confidence in God. Um, it, it really surprises me to see uh, many of our friends who were in our missionary class um, in Hamilton many years ago. There was about 100 of us there and about 40 of them ended up in, in, in missions all over the place. And we still keep in touch now and again with a, a, a lady, uh, a friend of ours who, who works in Bolivia. She was called to Bolivia um, and she went out there on her own. Eventually she met a young man there um, uh, called Sergio, a Bolivian guy, and he, he was married and had a little boy called Rodney. And uh, they had a great work uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a town there. And he, and, he, and he took a team on a minibus and sadly uh, they were going to La Paz and the minibus went over the cliff and they were all killed. And Lorna was left there on her own with little Rodney, only a year old, and uh, wondering what's what's happening here. And I remember she came home for a period of time and she, she stayed with us, spent time with us. We actually shared some meetings with her um, when she was at home. Um, and she talked a lot about it all. And she had an amazing confidence in God through it all. She was still, remember, just in, in, her, in, her, in her, her 30s, late 30s. And she went back to Bolivia. And after about a year or, or was it five years? I can't remember now. Uh, she met this young man uh, called Lucho. He was from Colombia. He he was from the town of Cali, the 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 kind of uh, drug car capital of Colombia, and uh, he came from that background. He became a Christian, felt called to Bolivia, met Lorna, a Scottish girl. So here was this Scottish character and this um, Latin. Colombian guy, they got married, um, and it was we, they came home and we met them again, and uh, amazing couple. But the reason why I'm sharing this is this: they had confidence. Lorna had confidence. He had confidence to go forward, and they planted a church in a town called Trinidad Benny. They built a church there. They built a, a medical center there, and it, it was God bless them so much that the president of Bolivia came and opened it. And, you know, that was the kind of sterling strength of, of, of who they were in Christ, that they didn't underestimate what God could do in them and through them. And, and they're still going on well today in that area. So, folks, in this new year, what's God, what, what has God got for you? Whatever circumstances, they had a tough time there. Many of us have had tough times. Where can we go? And what is God saying to us about that? So God is saying to us that we need to have, have confidence. We need to have confidence in God and don't underestimate the gifting and the anointing God has for you. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And finally this morning, I just want to share one last thing that I felt God it was, it was, saying, it was saying to us. Not only do we need trust, you know, uh, not only do we need confidence, but we need to be people, of, people who are generosity, people of generosity. You know, don't rob God, give generously. I believe that is something in this day and generation that we are called to do because uh, he He is a God who is who's so good to us and he's so generous to us. As it says in Corinthians, God loves a cheerful giver. 
Um, and I, I think that is a, a real challenge to, to, to many of us um, as, as, we, as we look uh, forward. I, I've, I've got a great hero. When, I, when, when we were married, uh, we had many, we got lovely, many lovely presents, but there was an old lady in my little gospel hall I was brought up in, in the village of Overtown. She gave us um, two books. Her husband had died. He was a, a real um, theologian. And he gave us two books. Um, and each book had 700 pages. And it was a life of C.T. Studd. The growth of a soul was one, and the growth of a work of God was the other. And it was quite an unusual thing to get as a wedding present. And, you know, I felt something about this. And I remember I read these two books in the first year of our marriage, which was quite miraculous for me to read so much uh, or literature like that. And, and I, 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 it was the books that shaped our lives. And, you know, I, I'm thinking of a man who was a cricketer and a pioneer, amazing man of God. You know, he said in one of his quotes um, with, with regard to money, he said in one of the great quotes, funds are low again. Hallelujah. That means God trusts us um, and is willing to leave us with his reputation. Funds are low again. Hallelujah. That means God trusts us and is willing to leave us with his reputation. Now, that's a, quite a responsibility. And it was, a real, it was a real faith thing that for me to realize that he was a man who gave everything away. He was a rich man and he went out there. <coughs> and, and in our marriage, that's one thing we have, we, have, we have learned, that there have been times when God hasn't, uh, you know, seemingly not, not given us the money that we, we needed. But it comes in the end, folks. You know, but it's all about being generous being generous, not only in money, but also in our time, also in our, our gifting. And I feel in, in local churches today, as we go back and try to, to change things and, and go into a new way of life, I, I think there's going to be situations where it's going to be very different. Some things will stay the same, others will not. But the point is this, that I feel that we need to have a spirit of generosity in every area of our life so that we can go forward in that way. And I, I think there are, you know, th these are areas that we need to be aware of, that God will come and he will, he will take into us our, 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 a calling that will change us and, and move in, 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 a, in a very special way. God is with us all the time. He is with us in every situation. And he is a God who was so generous by giving Jesus his son to die for us on the cross. There isn't a greater sacrifice of generosity than the love of Jesus coming for, for us. And I give God thanks for that. Looking back in my own life, and my brother and I became Christians on the same evening in our bedroom. Um, I was 11 and he was 9. You know, and, and, and the change in our lives showed to us that he's there. Here we are moving into nearly, well, nearly 80 now. God is with us and He's been generous to us, and he, I want to say to you folks today, wherever you are, he's going to be generous to us, but we need to be generous to him. As, as Hebrews 13 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
And that's my prayer for you as you move into this new year, that you will have trust in him, that you will have confidence in him, and you will be generous in his whole life. I want to finish with these quotes from, from C.T. Studd because I just read them again um, today. It says, there are three great truths. And I want you to take these with you into this new year. The first is this, that there is a God. That's what he said, there is a God. Number two, that he has spoken to us in the Bible. And number three, that he knows what it, he, he I'll say that again, that we, he means what he says, that he means what he says. There is a God. He has spoken through his word and he means what he says. So my prayer would be today, as we move into this new year, that the Holy Spirit would fill you and, and bless you and, and guide you in all these situations. Let the river flow of the Father's love. Be a person with a purpose. Folks, we are here for such a time as this. And we are on a journey. And he is giving us new horizons. We are going to move forward. And the horizon we see now is going to change. And we'll see something new. And God, I love the way God works. He does new things. Uh, he, he just moves and changes things. He is the God who doesn't change. But how things happen and work. They, they do change. As one great man of God said, God likes to do the same thing differently. And so whatever way he's going to work in all our lives, my prayer would be that you would move and be encouraged to trust him, to have confidence in him, and to be generous uh, in all you say and all you do. That's, that's Eileen and I's prayer today uh, as we have shared with you, and we just pray God's blessing upon you. Let's just pray now. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you, Father, for the way you've moved in our lives. Thank you for the way that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I pray a blessing upon them all in Jesus' name. Amen.